everybody. It's LOI Central with Dan and Johnny. Well, it is uh, Season 7, Episode 35, and evoking memories of our live show last year. Owen Doyle is going to be on the show today. Uh, Owen, who recently retired from football, will be calling in very shortly. And uh, he'll be able to discuss the uh, Cup Final, which will not involve Cork City or Galway United. It's Bowes versus St. Pat's, so that'll be one of the themes of the show today. And it looks like the title race genuinely is over, Dan. It is. Uh, we can't start with the title race this week. Title race. Bloody hell! Your title race obsession. Is there like a again your internet search history? I don't even want to talk about it. There's probably a lot of stuff in there about the climate, climate porn. Climate, climate porn and title race. Porn. When is, well, how do you know? Like, generally, you, know, you put in something to Google and you get all these Quora suggestions. Like, what is the title race? <laughs> all the questions. Then, when is the title race over? I mean. What even happened as regards the title race? I mean, Derry again dropping points in Drada. One thing I yeah. said to Doyler there was that, like, what we've nearly 22,000 tickets apparently sold for the cup final in a day, and like, cup finals not long ago got six, seven thousand at them. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, well, I, I saw, I think to be fair, I think someone put in a better reference point yesterday um, because at times, like, capacity would have been limited. But the Aviva in 2014, the Aviva Stadium, Johnny. Uh, Which would be called the Dublin Arena. The Dublin as Arena for, Lansdowne Road. For Euro 2020. Yeah, exactly. Why, why not call it Lansdowne Road, which is the name of the ground? Lansdowne Road. Because I guess the view would be that that ceased to be the name of the ground when it was knocked over. What was the comparison anyway? Like yesterday, that, the, the, the twenty fourteen final had between Derry and St Pat's had seventeen thousand people at it. That's it. Uh, I think it was sixteen thousand at twenty twelve. So he considered that. I mean, presumably there was some sort of campaign leading up to that game. Although who knows? In twenty twelve, I think everyone everyone was just still hung over from Poland. Um, yeah, but like we've that, had a lot that, of reaction. That, to, that, that, that campaign mustered up. 17,000 people at the final and in the course of five hours yesterday uh, as we speak we're speaking on Wednesday here to be clear um, so by the time we come out there could be more tickets gone um, we have, we have like, news as well which we'll tell you shortly but, as uh, Mark Marigan said in the whale bag about interrupting just interrupted uh, my point is that like in five hours they've shifted that amount so like the, the ceiling for what you can aim is quite high but the, the point is we did talk about it last week I mean um I think we both sort of came around in the end to thinking the the favourites might do it, the, the the Dublin teams might do it. You were sort of on the fence a little bit. Um, I initially thought at the ha- one of them will fall, and then I sort of changed my mind just as it came closer. Um, but they were enjoyable games. I thought I was I was at Galway. Um, I was <clears throat> I just I just actually didn't see Cork Pats live. I recorded. I watched it back. Um, but uh, you enjoyed Galway. I, I did, yeah. I just felt that... Um, it was like a war. I just felt like this is a high-stakes game. Like, this is a really high-stakes game. Like, this means... This is a game that means er- everything to everyone involved. And it's a bit like sometimes you have a playoff or a knockout game in a in a major tournament that you get to that stage where it's like, no, there's no fallback here. There's no, you know, well, if we, we could, we'll, we'll do it next week or, or something like that. Um, and I mean that's just knockout football and I really enjoyed the intensity of it I know it wasn't necessarily high quality the pitch wasn't in terrific shape um, you know Galway brought their intensity to it um, and I just felt with the stakes I just I enjoyed the sort of emotion around it as opposed to maybe the level of the game um, but I actually thought like I thought Bowes did pretty well in the circumstances um, to manage it. I mean, 
Uh, there's, we, we have specific points about the game that I'm going to come to in the mailbag. I don't want to ruin them here, but um, yeah. And then Pats on Sunday. Um, I know we've talked recently about being a bit critical of Pats, but I actually felt Pats on on Sunday, given that they had the early goal. I know there's a lot of talk about you know Cork in the game where you know played a lot better than they have recently. Um, and the cause of problems and Pats definitely can give teams encouragement at times but I did feel like the psychology of getting ahead you know that early in a big semi-final you probably are going to fall back a little bit I can sort of give them a bit of a pass if they maybe didn't wow everyone on on Sunday I think they got the job done and managed it pretty okay in the second half in, in general terms um, and we are, we are left with this final which is crazy that they'd never played in the FA Cup final before 2021 it was the first time they'd ever played like the Dublin buses of course both yeah. sponsor yeah, well there you go um, and now we have one and um, I think it is going to be a great occasion a great day I just hope uh, I'll say it now like just uh, I think there's obviously been a couple of issues security wise outside the finals in recent years that's true I think they're well the you know the They've happened in similar places. You know, there should be an element of let's not have the small, small minority become the story of the day because I do think there's a chance to have, at the very least, a record cup final attendance. I mm. mean, to be able to say you have the biggest attendance in FA Cup final history is uh, is something you can trumpet. And I think that's very much on. Despite a lot of um, criticism of the ticketing structure already, Future Ticketing is obviously our sponsor. Um, yeah, we'll discuss that. There has been uh, yeah, some, we should mention some, our other sponsors. Some interaction in the mailbag. Our other sponsors are Collar and Cuff. Uh, so it'll be it's going to be a busy time for Decky, I imagine, ahead of the cup final. Um, Not fans uh, going on formal wear. You never know what both. If you want to, yeah, you, can, you never you know. Free shirt and tie with your um, cup final clobber. Yeah, and um, we're also in sponsorship with Rascals Brewery, Dan. Yeah, do we have do we have a bit of news? Well, I think we'll 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 have more news. We would hope next week. But I, you know, like before wedding, people send out a save the date. Save the date, yeah. Save the date. Monday, November the sixth. Save the date. We've talked. We had a we had a comment in the mailbag about are you depriving us of a live show this year. We've probably been you know we've been considering our options, mm-hmm. and um, we are going to be doing something on Monday, November the sixth. So you you are well you're well warned. Just to point out put that in your is, calendar. That is the week of the cup final, but there'll be uh, it'll be more of a season chat with the cup final team. Yeah. So we'll have a bit, bit of both. Bit of both, yeah. Um, but we're hoping we'll we will have more for you next week. We just wanted I suppose we wanted to wait until the cup final lineup was confirmed and there was a few little things we needed to to sort out. But where yeah you're you're I don't know, Monday night in November. You My know. father turns 80 the day before. Interesting well, there you go. enough, yeah. Mm. So um, I saw him at the weekend in the... You mid- need to save the date, actually. Yeah. I brought you to Burr after. Yeah, I was going to mention game. that. So my watching of the, the, the two matches was a bit sort of in the middle of the haze of an entire stag and like I have to say I got more and mo- more involved in a Go United match than I have for a long time it was in the old sand and the atmosphere and all that like how was it I thought there was a really good atmosphere um I, th- I, th- I would say as a tv spectacle it was poor um but I, I wasn't expecting much I know else. people enjoyed it who watched them yeah, that's fair enough. I spoke to a couple of people at Stag would watch. I thought it was quite poor. I mean, but but it was going to be like that. Um, I suppose at this point, from going nice perspective, is you get the a very very soft red card and can't capitalise. Um, but 
there was a great atmosphere there. And I think, I know you said everything was on the line, but for Go United, promotion was everything this season. No, that's so, true. So it was kind of this kind of, it was, um, I, I, I wasn't overly disappointed. I'm like, hopefully we'll have another day. Um, I, I, to be Luke honest, Homer was there, of course. Luke Homer was there, yeah. What did you make of Luke? We well, chat, I mean, we after had, we had the chats with well, him. well, I was bringing you to Burr afterwards to the stand. What a bar that bar is! We, we had a lovely drive through the the Midlands of Ireland, yeah. uh, places I'd never been before. Lawrencetown Airport, Banner. I, I I saw you like you. I, mean, I did put something on Instagram of you with your little bag on your back heading off. To I, quite, I actually stag. quite like that. As I as I sort of headed off to the night, I was like, "There you go." I grow up. I, I then subsequently heard in the rumor mill that you left your bag in that premises and you had to go back and collect it the next day. And I was like, oh, mm, "That is literally trademark token, whatever you want yourself." <laughs> that, um, but, but, I, but I arrived, Danny. You know the way you but, arrive at a stag in the middle of it, so you arrive into like did you get a cheer? absolute carnage. Did you get the you know, like people love the old confidence boost of like someone arriving into a bar and everyone way and did you get that ah, it was more like you know uh, hey everybody homer's back uh, you know. <laughs> okay um, but uh you know but then you have to catch up like this is it you literally as an irish thing you have to catch up watch so watch the cork game anyway watch cork and pats the next day thought pats were not great but got the job done we're getting trouble now um, um i thought i i thought i thought they as it's a fair point you make if you go ahead early in the game but rory keating just it looked like it was almost like um it was written in the stars for Rory this 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 uh day but it just wasn't his day he missed chances that he would have put away any other day really you know he's he really good chance yeah no no they did they he did just had an off, an off day in front of goal um but I was hoping, like I don't, I don't think Cork City in the final this year works per se because I think they have enough to be dealing with. And I, I did want at this stage, I wanted a Pat's Boys final. I wanted a massive crowds, and people wanted to buy tickets yesterday, Dan. In yeah, the, in the yeah. Well, well, we'll get to that in the mail, like. But I think, um, yeah, Cork. I agree with you. I think Cork City. I wasn't mad at them being in the final this year. I think it's mm. probably more important that they focus around that. Two things. Yeah, the Comers, I mean, I did, when before I picked you up to go into the lift, you were in discussion with a, a Comer brother. We can't really say much more about it, but you were having a having a good chat. It was good to see him involved, just in the midst of... Uh, yeah, like the, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a character. I saw the famous bar, you see. I'd never seen this bar you talked about before. I mean, it is, I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't wow you with the architecture, but I mean, it's a very effective structure for like... Little, just a little tent attached to a stand. Have the, a few. The, the old bar was, was was designed by your man Frank, and um, so he had uh, he, the architecture was probably a bit better. But this was kind of put together maybe a bit quicker, and it's it's very effective. It does Frank. its job. Yeah. Frank, the wedding planner. Remember the old yeah. behind the goal. So that, and that could have away and home fans. Uh, uh, where'd you, how high do you reckon that was on his to do list when he was asked? To he did a great it. job, and it was probably anyway. He's you know he he did a great job, but the uh, there was a good buzz despite the fact I met John Caulfield afterwards. He turned down the request. For, I, I I basically handed him a pint, and he was I think he was just like I can only have one. Like so, then he kind of that was the end. Yeah, of that. John Caulfield. This is after Ollie Horgan came out to do the press. Yeah, and said, "Listen, lads, because uh, the locals were saying to us, Ollie Horgan does the." press at the home games I thought it was a bit unusual it's like well lads I'll, I'll do it now but like you could be an hour waiting for John suggesting that John was about to go in and have a shower and get changed and so like we said oh I'm not really sure about this should we really speak to the manager but we started like the minute we started talking to Ollie Horgan like John Coffey just walks out behind us in the distance the bar. gives him a wave went to the bar it was like mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a sort of a unique setup but I, should I be disappointed there was only 566 people at Galway and Waterford nah. Nah, last night nah, and uh, it was a, it was a terrible night and it, it was an afterthought of a game no. I, I find that a bit unusual yeah, although they were trying to maintain a like record Bo, like, like something like Bowes with like you know 3000 at Lancer Senior Cup final yeah is that a little bit like 
Well, yeah, I think there was, a, there, was a, there was a big come down from Saturday. It's I would a massive say, come down. Yeah, but five hundred and sixty-six people. Yeah, there was more people at that Lone's game at the weekend. Mm. Cove mm. Ramblers game at the weekend. Like, if you were to list the first division attendances this weekend, highest attendances. Then I see that. To be honest, a lot of clubs have stopped putting stuff into the app, as far as I can see, which is a bit annoying. There's still no attendances up from certain games at the weekend. Mm. I thought that was a little bit low, no? Yeah, you're you're a bit down in our crowds, though, for, for a city it's, that's not straightforward at all when it comes to football. No, I know, but that's just yeah. a little bit volatile, no? Yeah. I mean, it was a nothing game. I know, but it's... I, I, I was thinking, uh, coming out of the game, like, imagine the amount of away, away support that, like, when there's not a restriction of 450 fans. Dublin uh, fans are going to be all over Terryland next season. Um, and Luke Comer, it was pointed out to him by influential people, and you were there, it was like, really? need a few players for next year, Luke. Need, need to put a few quid in. And he sort of laughed in a sort of a sheepish manner. But I think he got the message. Yeah, I think he, he probably think he did. got the message. Probably did. Um, um, okay, listen, tell you what, let's just move on to the mailbag. Hey, what's the time? It's mailbag time. A big bag of electronic letters. Yeah, the mailbag. Now, okay, I think to be fair, right, we have got a lot of messages about Ticketmaster. Um, we have to be clear here. We are sponsored by Future Ticketing, who are... Uh, you know, a ticketing rival who are getting a lot of praise, which I think is deserved for how they operate their service. Um, There's an, I, another caveat here. I hate Ticketmaster. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's so fine. I, I, just, I just don't so think, I'm not being very fair. I just don't think this. we can turn it into like into that. I, yeah. I think we note the comments. We know that it's difficult. It's a shame that it seems to be this difficult every year. I did try and make some inquiries to actually follow up rather than just sort of like come in and and, and let it be a sort of a free-for-all today. So I did try and follow up with some people who were suggesting, yeah, you know, to take a master, there was an issue with the volume. Apparently it settled down at a particular point. Um, there was some issue, people's history on their browser, uh, which affected their, um, you know, people going in to buy their tickets and it seemed like the system didn't seem smart enough and was directing them in the wrong direction. And I don't know, like, uh, I think some people in FBI would say, if you'd, want, if you'd gone in through the link sent to the clubs and advertised via the Twitter, you got into the correct section. Um, but it does seem that there was no priority treatment for like members and, and, and stuff that was promised as well. Sort of, you know, people at clubs who probably should have been first in the queue and there was issue, issues there. So we are aware of the comments. I don't think we can shed any light on it really beyond saying that the FAI and Ticketmaster have a relationship around these games at the Aviva Stadium. And That's going back a it while. It does seem like it's, it's, it's here to stay, but we... Um, we sense the anger that is out there, and and um, I just hope to, I just hope that the consequence of this isn't that you have like empty seats in the wrong places as a consequence of mm. ticketing issues, you know, uh, because there was obviously a lot of high demand to get the premium spots, as not premium as in the, you know, the premium is a different section, but you know to get the sort of the south stand and the north stand, and um, then people got tickets that ended up getting them for their upper tiers, they didn't want them and I just hope it doesn't become too messy. Um, Kieran Quinn, what do you expect the cup final attendance to be with 20k sold? Um, I know Jonathan Hill was asked could he sell it out, I was in Switzerland the last couple of days at the Euro 2028 announcement, I'm still coming down from the high of the, the excitement of it all, um, but it's 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 possible. You can tell that. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I do think it's definitely, the, the record is over 41,000 from Bose Rovers in 1945 Imagine like the end of the Second World War, and that's the record cup final attendance. Um, I think I think that's doable. I think getting to a sellout. It always seems with football games, it's just you get to like forty five, and it's just tough to get to that. Even with the Ireland mm-hmm. games, you have certain games sold out. But 
I genuinely believe the record is is on at that pace, at the pace in which they've sold those opening twenty what two thousand you say now tickets. Um, granted, it will slow down too. It's natural because you'll have serviced all the like all the bows and pats. The hardcore will have got them, but I still feel if they do things right. Uh, you can get across that 40, across that 41. Def, I, I would say more than 45 um, this year. I don't think, I, yeah. I previously probably would have scoffed at you for that. Yeah. I, I don't think that's out of play. In fact, I would nearly say it would be a disappointment. But they're two, do you know, they're two. It'd be disappointing if they didn't break the record. They're two fairly ordinary teams. Do you know what I mean? They're not like, this is not an extraordinary pass but team. Bows are what, fifth at the moment. But, but this is the so point. So it's funny, like, it's not going to be, oh my God, this class. And, and, and also you can build up these finals like, we're fed up with Cork and Dundalk, uh, Rovers and Dundalk, whatever. Like it's it's not that important that it's the best two teams. But I'm You're, not. Ex- yeah, yeah, I'm not expecting almost like um, like I, I'm not sure what the standard of the league is at the moment this year. So I don't think it'll be like this. Oh, these are really the two teams that you know. This is going to be a classic, classic final or the best that we've seen. But when does the when is the standard of the and league ever really correspondent to the quality of the final? People's, there is that. People's point would be that Dundalk and Cork are were far better than the top teams in the league at the moment. Mm. They didn't serve up classic cup No, finals. they didn't. So I, I honestly, didn't. I actually think Pat's Bowes has the ingredients. Owen Leeson has two great semi-finals at the weekend. Any thoughts on how the final might play out with form, styles of play, stand assignment, etc. I think it has the ingredients to be a very good final. But it also has a huge European bearing, probably as well. I don't think either, I don't think Pat's are particularly great defensively. Um, mm. You have, uh, you have sort of exciting wingers on the pitch. Yeah. You, know, you have creative players on the pitch. You've got Afalabi's presence. You've got James Clark's energy. You know, both have that Dylan Connolly, the ability to mix it up. I'm looking, Pat, yeah. Pats have, okay, well, I don't know what, who'll play, but they have Mark Doyle, Mulraney, mm. uh, they have Forrester, who scored that brilliant goal the last time. Uh, so I, I don't know if either team is good enough to be a shut-up shop merchants. Yeah, like, I do so agree. I actually think that has the ingredients. And the previous game between the sides in Richmond Park, I know there's another game coming up next week, which is very important, but it was that nil-all draw was on TV, but that actually wasn't a bad game and it could have swung in either direction. Mm. So um, this there's a, probably a mailbag message about the standard again. Like I, I think we're thinking like, you get bogged down into that line of thought too much. And like the, 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 the consumers who might go to this game aren't like people thinking of, of, of like you going to a restaurant at the weekend like what's the sort of what's the the highest brow place I can attend you know and post an Instagram picture from they're actually thinking can this be uh, you got me all wrong can, there, can this be, um, mm. can this be um, can this be like the this sort of a good day out and an enjoyable day for me and my friends mm. and like that's like that's why like is the standard league great this year no but our tenants is up yes why is that because people enjoy the events and the occasions yeah. and it's not really about the standard yeah. of the game even though I still think the standard of the game would be perfectly fine okay, okay. the only Neil Doyle message I'm going to read Kate Murphy after Neil Doyle's shit show on Saturday when just about everyone agreed to the mayor is there no avenue that Casper can take to appeal Casper Radkowski to appeal a sending off thus missing the final wrong unfair and cruel I believe it is there's no method two yellow cards you can't I've never particularly had issues with Neil Doyle as a referee I think he is one of the better ones and I know we, we go back and forth we all have bad days like we have bad podcasts and bad performances I couldn't believe he just he left himself on the rack in that first half on Friday and it's or on Saturday and it's just a microcosm of the issues in the league this season as I said that yes there's the technical application of this is a yellow card offence but it, you know in a game where there was a couple of bad tackles but not many you end up with what fourteen different players booked something is wrong or else every game in the world should have that many bookings 
you 100%, know, like yeah. so, so you know, we're clearly taking a strict approach here, a stricter approach here, but there has to be an element of common sense applied. And Casper was so unlucky. I know the argument would be, and there's like family members of officials who'll be on social media, will be posting defenses of, of officials. And it was a promising attack. The second one was deemed to be a promising attack. I understand that. The first one is 10 minutes into the game. It's 10, 11 minutes into the game. There was other players who probably got a little bit of rope. And I thought you treated them well. Like their first mm. tackle wasn't punished. And then you did their second one. It's like, well, then fair enough. A couple of persistent people that got into trouble. He was unbelievably unlucky, Casper. And I just think Neil Lodd had a bad game. I think he did. Fair enough. Um, I know God, we were raging over the penalty. I'm not sure if that was as much of an issue. Uh, never ending at a quip about Bowes, Pats. Can Dan please not announce Bowes players leaving before this year's final? And if he knows the Pats manager likes to move on, feel free to get a back page headline. Just can never get away from that 2021 <laughs> final, can you? I mean, it's not really what happened, but... Uh. Five years' time, just I'm going to statute limitations. I can mm. discuss all of this. Kevin O'Hardy, the final that everyone wanted, another RTE classic. He's a Cork fan. Did they say that? I missed that. You've basically said it yourself there. You're a Galby fan. Uh, the final that Johnny Ward wanted. Uh, no, I, I think um, it would. it's the best final. I mean, Galway United are not a good team to watch, really, give or take. And I'm not sure how many fans Galway United would have brought to the game. Could have brought a decent amount. Could have, but but like I, I want Galway, obviously I want Galway United to get the cup final, but like we're not a good team to watch in in, in the overall scheme of things and um, Cork City for me it's a bit of an afterthought this season. I think they, they have enough going no, on. I agree with you on that. Uh, Gio Leary, Cork's best performance, Pats rattled a bang average team um, and Kev M, a Pats fan, said the Pats are very poor. I do think with Cork there is an element of people they're happier that Richie Holland is in charge now and there's a Cork mm. man in charge and they're willing to mark up their performances because there's a few more, you know, Cork heads Locals, around the place. Yeah. And it's a classic thing when you have the manager bounce that you have a bit of a honeymoon, you're more forgiving of their performances. In saying that, they did seem to play quite well. There does seem to be good reports about maybe a slightly different approach behind the scenes. Um, I'm just not sure if it's as good mm. as people have been saying thus far, but... Um, if they can just generate some momentum going into the playoff, because certainly Waterford don't have momentum, you know, mm. and we'll see. I mean, will Waterford be vulnerable? We'll see. Like Jason Shannon was asking about Treaty and, and um, you know, the first division playoff pitcher and Treaty. Like they play Galway and Waterford to finish, but they may not, that may not be as tough as you might have thought previously mm. on paper. Uh, Paul McAuliffe, where do you see Galway United finish? And here's the thing, though. I did watch Galway in the game going, if he could get a couple of better players in who can, who can, execute some of the tasks that he wants they will be a nightmare like when people say the cliche of it's a hard place to go and everyone to say everywhere is a hard place to go oh Brandywell's a hard place to go you know and actually Derry's home record at times has been mixed you know, Sligo is always a tough place to go and like they might be winning and they'll still say it's a tough place to go I think Galway will genuinely be a tough place to go for teams if he can get a couple of more sort of uh people who can athletically do what he's looking for them, but actually have a little bit more quality in certain mm. positions. You yeah, know? and the likes of Aid Irvin going into midfield, I think, has definitely energised them. And uh, in fairness, the three games against Premier Division opposition this season, they hammered on dog, hammered UCD, and were very competitive against Bowes. Uh, two of those games were at home. It's going to be an attractive place. Some people won't like... Um, necessarily the style of football some players but it's an attractive place and they Luke Homer I totally got the vibe off him he is going to invest next season yeah we got my, a quality striker too mm. and then you know maybe in Rory the, Gaffney's probably probably it, I'd say it's, he, he, he's available or sorry he's not available 
Galway United would like Rory Gaffney, I would yeah. say, if he fancies well, going home. Contract? Yeah, which, contract. which he might, which he might. Um, no, there might be family reasons. So, there, there might be family reasons that might draw a couple of players towards uh, towards Galway. Pelstar is the gypsies to preferred nomenclature for Bohemians FC. It's, 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 you'd never say it in life, but in just in print, sometimes you just say it the because gypsies. because it's just better than repeating bows, yeah. bows, bows, bows. Yeah, but do people bows. actually say? Come on, the gypsies. Do people say that now? Mm. It's what come on bows really, isn't it? Yeah. Call them the gypos as well. The gypos. Yeah. Uh, Shane Kennedy, for all the talk of manager of the season uh, recently, is SOD, Steve O'Donnell, the worst manager of the season. The talk absolutely rubbish on Friday, especially the budget they have. And then Fergal, any reason for the lack of scrutiny on Derry Higgins? And they've massively underperformed on all fronts relative to their budget pedigree of the squad. They should arguably be out of sight at the top, given those factors, but instead could miss out on your... It ha- has so, been a great year for Clancy Higgins O'Donnell Law Firm. No, 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 it hasn't. And like a- after the game on, on Friday, Dan, Derry have... Derry They've actually won less than half of their league games this season, and that is poor. Like, so they've won 16 of 33. Um, you know, they're, they're off the pace now winning the title. I have to say, I did watch the game thinking, draw that. Like, Tim Clancy is literally a certainty for manager of the year. Kevin Doherty. <laughs> Tim Clancy. What is wrong with what you? What is wrong? So, the players, You're that, still they've, from that, the players that they've lost, uh, Evan Weir drafted into the 21 squad as well, just before we came on the. But the players that they've lost, and Gary Deegan playing as well, and then losing his mother basically that night. She had been very unwell, but the, the emotion around that and how important he was, and Kev was really sort of lauding him as well. But it's almost forgotten that, like, when. The lads um, that they got in from uh, England left, um, particularly um, the striker, Freddie Draper. You're turning this into another draw to lot I, 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 I Yeah, it was just like, Jesus. Like, so d- d- the question is going to Derry are creating very little here. Derry creating very, As for Dundalk, I, I think you were, you were watching that game I a bit I watched both games. Yeah, um, Dundalk, I mean, again, I thought Stephen O'Donnell was extremely despondent after the game in his interview. Um, he, was, he wasn't happy with some of the questions. Um, and I felt that... I felt that he has in his head maybe come to a realisation about some players at this stage because it's just some of the things he said after games. It was disappointing. What did they, one shot on target, no shot on target, yeah. whatever it was. Look, I would say, I was watching both games sort of at the same time, so maybe you see you see, you see, see almost half of everything. Mm. Um, that was not a game that was there to win for, for Derry. Like they had they actually missed some very good chances. Mm. They didn't create much. Like They actually did create chances and just didn't take them mm. at key moments. And like this just keeps happening. Again and again and again and again and again. You just can't trust them. And like, that's the mm. problem. Like, and they, they can score the Hollywood goals against UCD when they're cruising and it's wonderful, you know. And mm. it's, but when it comes to the crunch, you like, you need some of those players to, to get the 1 0 goal in the 89th minute in Drada as opposed to when it's 4 0 or it's when it's 5 0 and it's sort of showboating territory. So, we well, had a chat um, with Afalabi last week. I spoke to him at the Aviva Stadium. How wanted is Afalabi by? Like other teams next season. I mean, he is the gold standard of League of Ireland strikers at the moment. Well, yeah, well there's not a chance another club in the league is going to get him. Definitely so, not. No, it's, well, they have an option to extend his deal, both. So, mm. um, no, the, the, the threat will be overseas, not going anywhere Definitely else. Definitely not. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I, I see Sean McCrovers are like, that we want Johnny Kenny to stay on as well. So maybe they're going to invest more in him next season as well. Well, no, he's on loan. But look, when the manager's asked, do you want someone to stay, you, you will say yes. Mm. I'm not sure if, if Kenny would be there next year. I'm not sure would he want to be there. And he hasn't been picked in a lot of big games. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so sure about that one. To be honest, that that's just listening. To Do you see Afalabi being in the League of Ireland next season? I think he's one that he, if you finish the season strongly, you always say, "I oh, know he'll stay. He'll stay." But you can. It's just very hard to keep these players if they build that mm. momentum. You know, if he if he scores a goal in the cup final and they win it, 
finishes top scorer in the league, which I hope he does. Um, say no more. Um, you know, the, the it's you think, oh no, they won't go, they won't go, they won't go, but they go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, and I, I think they have an option that they can they can extend, so at least they're protected. So I'm going to go for free. Um, what clubs then uh, are happy with their strikers going into next season? I say, as I said, like I mean, Rory Keaton's very happy in Cork, but I think he'd have good interest from mm. everywhere. I think Gaffney would probably have offers from not just Galway, I'd say, because um, people know he's out there. And like you're talking about players in some cases that are over over thirty, you know, or, or sort of been around the block um, in certain cases, you know. But everyone's looking for a striker. I mean, if so, everyone in world football is looking for a striker, right? Everyone can't get enough of them, but. Um, in our league it's definitely a it's been a deflating run for Derry good finish by Connor Carty at the weekend like you're hoping that like a player will improve and it was mm-hmm. Afal Abbey like he was there last season at Bowes but he was injured like lads improve as well yeah. and Keating has improved this year but you definitely need like some strikers to improve Shane I mean this is the thing like I didn't think them talk were rubbish on Friday at all no shells are difficult to break down the second half Tony Sheridan in commentary was brilliant by the way uh, very amusing but the dog were, were, were actually weren't dreadful in the no no half. not at all but it's dreadful in the context of their expectations um, Greg how likely is we see player move from Tala to Daily Mount in November in a role reversal um, I'm not so sure Greg I mean it's possible there's a few players at a contract there's a few questions about Rovers players at a contract who are they like it's Jack Byrne it's Rory Gaffney Um I think Gannon potentially is at a contract as well. And then you have the lone players like Kenny and Poom and Alan Manis is expected to retire. Um, Roman Finn might be up. Um, Trevor Clark is on loan, but I'm not sure is he going to be staying where he is. Mm. And um, There's a few, but not that many. So I'm not so, I'm not so sure about that movement. Um, JC, what is the logic point banning Drada fans from attending an away game rather than making them play a home game? This is the ban for Drada and Tala. And Kevin Barry was saying the same. Um, yeah, look, this is a. I, I met some inquiries about this, and it does seem like I mean, two years ago, or you, you know, Rovers caused issues in Waterford, uh, the away fans, and they were going to have the home game closed for the following season. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that punishment was available at the time to punish away fans by punishing away fans at the next game. I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, Shamrock Rovers actually are unhappy, I think, because they'll lose out on away support. Mm. So they'll be hit in the pocket. Draw the fans just get hit by not being able to go to a game. Although they could probably, let's be honest, you know, are they going to be, is it going to be that hard for them to buy home tickets for a Rovers draw the game? Mm. Like, okay, they can't go in their colours, but I'm sure they could be there. Um, Met a nurse it, it friend of yours in the home section there at the end of the game on uh, Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just kind of hovering around. A few, few Bo's heads got into the home section. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But there you go. Like it's it's just um, I don't know. I, I you have to. We have to take a stand. A stand. The lead needs to take a stand. As I said, like it's not. We're not far away from something bad happening at a game. Yeah, I agree but with it, that. But it does feel like an unsatisfactory punishment. I still feel your team not being able to play at home, a home game behind closed or sends a strong statement, even if that really is a hammer blow to the club. I feel that that's more the club that should really be hurting is the club where the fans are from. But then the flip side of that is what if a couple of rogue actors went in to cause a bit of problem? Mm. <laughs> like, you know, you can take that in any direction mm. you want to go. Um, but anyway, yeah, on, on balance, Dodge asks, is Johnny okay with impending climate collapse if it means we get to wear shorts and t-shirts to the FBI Cup semifinals? That was funny because last year the cup final was quite cold. It was quite a cold day, I remember. Um, whereas the year before wasn't. Um, but I, I actually cycled yesterday, Dan, and it was one of the weirdest experiences ever. It was like I was coming into sort of Leopardstown, 
I got this gust of kind of hot air. And we've plenty of that in my life. <laughs> but got this gust of hot air. And I was like, this would be Tell weir- us about the weather. This would be a, this would be a weird phenomenon for me in July in Ireland. And this like this is the middle of October. Um so yeah, climate, no, climate section. So yeah. um although it's still nicer than today. You seem but, a bit subdued today. Um Ah, it's just probably just just a stag, Dan. It's uh You seem a bit subdued. It's uh, You're just not bringing the same energy that I would like to bring like you to bring to the proceedings here. Uh on the climate dodge, um yeah, I'll talk to you privately about that. Oriel Express, likelihood of Cork uh, losing a playoff. Instinctively uh, Oriel Express is this instinctively thinks surely they can't, but Galby have impressed and then he asks, Where does Galby where does Dundalk go from here? Uh, Tenon podcast asked the same. The doc did at least put out a publication with some mm. plans for the ground. Now, it's sort of some people at the club have taken it on and it seems to be still separate to the owners of the club. But at least it's a plan. It's a start, but it's a meaning it's a really early start. The point is they can't really justify a natural grass pitch at the moment, but they're going to try and move to a better artificial one. They need to get the floodlights done. It does seem like the sports capital grants, they can go down that route. Um, they do have a bit of a plan to do some stuff. It's it's very early days, but at least there's acknowledgement. Mark Merrigan, again, will you ask Johnny to stop? Jay's is interrupting you when you're making a point, Dan. Can, can I interrupt here? Because that is like one of the most ridiculous messages ever. I would say I speak about eight to nine percent of the entire podcast, so um, I'm not having that at all, Mark. To well, be that's honest, a, that's our listeners um, just having their. Can I can I just go back just as well, very me, very yeah. briefly? You did mention the I, in, in case I forget the pitch wasn't great on Saturday in Thailand. I did mention yeah. that was I spoke to Noel Connolly, and that actually is pretty much climate change related. They've just had like massive massive amounts of water in a short space of time that they just couldn't deal with, um, and they have been. They have been talking about having a pitch that is slightly artificial. Was the grass a bit long? I I didn't notice that, but again, I, I'm not I'm not saying yes or no. Um, mm. Damien O'Reilly, amongst others, is suggesting sh- that. Uh, Mark Marigan, will you ask Johnny to did you just interrupt me? No, you just made a point. Was the grass a bit long? I, I mean, that's a rhetorical that. question. Was it a bit long, Dan? Was it a bit long? I didn't notice. Being honest, there was it? Go. Was it? Was it a bit long, Dan? <laughs> Stop interrupting that. Da- Damien O'Reilly, amongst others, were on about the John Martin tackle on Brian McManus, how he was never sent off. Uh, player only got a yellow. McManus left the p- on crutches in a protective boot. There should be a system that allows this to be upgraded to a red retrospectively. Eamon Gallagher was on about like, how will anyone ever get a red card appeal successfully. Um, no, I think with that, like once the ref has seen the incident and, making a, and made a judgment on a tackle, it's hard. I know you see it with VAR sometimes. You have a yellow card tackle can be upgraded, but um, retrospect, retrospect you're going on that road. I don't know. The bottom line is, yeah, it was a bad was challenge. A it was a bad challenge and, and sort of wish McManus all the best. Alan Lee, I've seen discussion on here about it being a per season. I don't think many would disagree that the quality of teams have probably dropped. Or maybe it's just a higher calibre of players are spread out a bit more. But overall, isn't it a bit more enjoyable, he says, because there's a lot more at stake. I agree with Alan. I, I genuinely believe, I might even give him the mailbag prize, because um, he, he agrees with my opinion, and this is basically That's how it uh, works. Um, I do think that the spread out of players is a, is a, is a big factor in this. Like, there's good players, like really like top players in the league, probably at each of the top six clubs. And you can argue like Rory Keating would be in the team of the year, and he's from the club that's ninth. Draw them, they will have a team. Draw them, uh, player in the team of the year. They might, and like they've had. Yeah, sorry, like Dale Rooney. Dale Rooney is well yeah, up there. Dale Rooney. Da- just and a- Draper was exceptional in the in the, in the first half of the season. So there's a real like previously a lot of these players would have been clustered around two or three clubs, and I do think that is a factor. Like Jack Moylan's playing exceptional, wonderful piece of skill in the first half last week. You know, and 
but like most people would still be happy to have a Hooban around them or a Daryl Horgan maybe and that's what a team was having a an average season you know previously Horgan might have come back and gone to the top club or the second club you know what I mean so I, I do think there's something in in that that and we do have an interest in running for Europe. People ask us for predictions for second, third, fourth, fifth. Maybe we can come back to that next week because we actually don't have we don't have Premier Division games. Given how far UCD and Bose. given how far UCD were off the pace, two wins from thirty-two. It is remarkable how low the points tally is at the top. It's really, really unusual that Rovers are sort of winning the league in a canter and they've 62 points from 32 games. That's yeah. not a high standard no, that's at true. all. That's true. Okay, Emma McCauley, 6.2 million, not much of a legacy. I agree. And um, that's Euros related. I mean, we've plenty of time to talk about that for the next five years, waiting for wonderful things to happen. Uh, yeah, we've a lot of our stuff. Some job from James Keddy in his first season, says Niall. One thing on that, you, you're, you're quite harsh on it in the sense of the, 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 the case from Parks Roy for me is actually quite endearing and I like the fact that this could help it over the line and in terms of Northern Ireland politics I think it's great I think you're being a a little bit I I know you're like you know you haven't come down for the excitement yesterday but you're being a little bit cynical about it well so 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 the legacy of a football tournament is the impoverished under-resourced, underfunded but you're GA gonna, you're, getting a new venue. I know, but like, it'd be good for Northern Ireland as well, but you're going to... Well, it's, uh, it's causing a shitstorm up there. It's exposing problems. I do agree. It should be done. I, I just think it, like the lack of excitement for people, Johnny, is because like you need to see a meaningful legacy. Is this just... I, I just don't like this language. I don't like... I was, I was fearing this. In our strategy plan, we said we would deliver a major international tournament and we now have. we've done it. Yeah. You've done it. Uh, so riding side saddle to England let's be honest right so if England want to come in and do the all the other stuff in the strategy plan I'll I'll go with that but that's not like uh, that's like, like if England want to come in and do the third tier in 2023 and you know top 30 in the rankings and if England can do all of that for us well then we'll tick that box off Dublin but, Dons but this is my I just I'm just conscious of this is not this cannot be a well, we'll do this other stuff in time, but we did this. We said we'd do it, and we did it. We won a one-horse race when Turkey pulled out because, actually, in real life now, uh, FIFA and UEFA have moved on from the era of uh, controversial bid awarding and dodgy stuff with votes to just deciding all this stuff before the votes even take place. Like th- This is what's happening. I mean, that's completely transparent and above board. So anyway, the World Cup across uh, three it's a big achievement. Well done, well done to everyone. Well done to the team. Well done. Well yeah, done. but it's just like I wouldn't be down on it, and you you will be in the media between now and then, constantly, constantly, yeah. constantly. As will others who I've yeah. seen already beating the drum that this doesn't matter unless the legs yeah. for the League of Ireland. That will get through, I think. I think it will I get through. That, that, that um, I, I think it's important to keep at that because, like you know, but like you know, Aidan Ryan asked Leo Vrak or something at Dahl last week. The most watery response of all time. But Leo doesn't get like he doesn't, of course. Yeah. I mean, so this is but this is my point. Leo's so, not going to be in government, but, he, by but he's coming out to talk about we're going to fund case pack, which is great. Mm. But it's like when you're asked about sort of you know stuff here that isn't as glamorous, you know, isn't as sort of doesn't get you on uh, doesn't get you on Sky. Or it doesn't get you on wherever. It's like these are the boring projects. Oh, you know, it's not much capital in that. Mm, but but actually, not, Sinn Fein likely to be in government the next government. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I'm, I also think having euros in Dublin and in Belfast and the whole Casement thing. I think it's pretty cool. If so Casement gets if Casement gets done. If Casement gets done. Um, um, I don't know if you dealt with the referee question in yeah, relation listen, to yeah the refereeing appointments. I, I, I I'm, I'm just there was I just did want to get to that because. 
where did Arnold Hunter go? Um, and I don't also know. Sean Grant. So I'm told um, if you, if Arne, seen Arne, Arne Hunter was I'm, I'm told Aaron Hunter was injured, and um, so was Sean Grant. Also was suffering injury. But Aaron Hunter Hunter apparently was suffering from an injury. So that's what I was told. Just in relation to that question, because yeah. I was wondering, I'd actually forgotten that we did have an ordinary Irish Re- referee. Refer- okay, well, Replay. stick with us next week for more refereeing team news from Johnny Ward. Well, there, it was this, it was this is new development. The mailbag is done. Last week's question. Johnny, before we get to our guest, last week's question was, and this is a very elaborate question, there was five in teams... In the 2000 season that completed 2000, there were five teams, the first division that either no longer exists or are in the Premier Division. First Division. Or in the First Division. The, if you hadn't interrupted I, me, you would have got that question out. I named uh, three of the teams. You did? Who were the three teams, actually? You tell me. It was St. Francis, it was Limerick, Monaghan and United. it was Monaghan. And the, and other, the other two, two teams were... Home Farm and Kilkenny. Fingal. Home Farm Fingal, Fingal. and Kilkenny. We, and the, we, we'll take Home Farm. And who was the winner? Uh, the winner was, actually. And uh, we'd like to give this winner, winner rather, a special reference. Because James Lyons. James was... Uh, I think he deserves a win at this stage because he's been quite a regular... Um, Why, did you pick him? No, I didn't pick him, but he's, he's kind of... Deserved to come gold, I suppose. So, James, you will have a tour of rascals. <laughs> well on, James. You've lost a lot. He's got a, he's got a tour of rascals, yeah. Should, tour of rascals, mm, And hopefully, yeah, we might see uh, many of you in rascals uh, sometime. In due course. In due course. In due course. But anyway. Um, this week's question is, you tell me, I've left it to you. This is a difficult one. Okay. Galway United are still on the cusp of winning all their home games this season. Okay. Who was the last team to do that in either division? To win all of their home all games. All of their home Great games. Great question. Great question. Get your answers in. LOI Central Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. We will take them. Even though nobody cared, there were only like five and a half hundred at the game last night. Like yeah, whatever. pretty poor. Let's get our guests in. Welcome along to Owen Doyle. Thanks for having me. Where have you been? What's happening? <laughs> now, look, I know... Where are you I, going there's, in there's, life? There's a... There's a, there's a there's, there's obviously a lot, a lot to discuss. You, you, you announced your retirement from football a little bit suddenly to people, but uh, I know there's obviously a very good reason behind it. So I don't know, maybe you can explain to people what was going on. Yeah, so um, to look out my family, really, Kira's mom went in the palliative care coming into the summer. Um, and football wasn't really a priority anymore. Can I pull this down a bit, yeah? You can indeed. Um, yeah, football... Wasn't really a priority anymore. I was kind of missing the odd training session and certainly wasn't turning up to the gym sessions in the afternoon just so I could get home to kind of relieve her so she could go in and spend as much time with her mom as possible. And um, I think it just became important that I could give her as much time as possible to spend with her mom in her, in her final days. And it was unfair on everyone. It was unfair on the club. I wasn't training properly, so I was turning up to games, coming on, making us worse. <laughs> so mm. by the end of it, like it was it was time to, to hang up the boots and... and um, and look after the family and look after care in particular but like the club were great there was there was no pressure there talked to Dinty loads about it before it happened and he was adamant that it wasn't his decision for me to for him to make for me it was up to me to kind of to kind of do it and obviously the club and Gareth in particular were, were very supportive full of empathy and and very fair on the way out so it was um that's that's, that's the reason yeah no no put the family forced yeah no because you, you have three kids right and there's obviously a lot going on and i think did you miss the european away game as well because that was right in the in the midst of it wasn't that was it the, that was in the midst of it yeah because yeah, she, she passed away a month or so later was it or around yeah, that time so yeah. so more went into the hospice and they were saying maybe two weeks but like <laughs> the will of the woman she was two months she, she had yeah. that for two months so it was it was a pretty intense time and i it made the decision like justifiable really in my head um, 
so it was important and obviously like it like cared has sacrificed her career for mine over the last 10 15 years and it was important to stop thinking about myself for the, for the few moments yeah. and, and put her first and um yeah that was it like it was it's the end of, i must say i don't miss it i like i've come away from it i haven't i've watched all the games and on the telly on the Friday nights and stuff, I haven't been I haven't been back to a game, but I, I don't miss it, which is I suppose that's a positive. It's weird, isn't it? Because like sometimes we've had a lot of players in who've retired, and there's often a big build up to the decision. And like obviously, this situation brought things forward for you, but like I guess you know you get to a certain age, you do wonder when you're going to quit. Like I mean, at the start of this season, like you like you had did you have 18 months left in your deal at Pats, or did you? Have no, months? it was up. Oh, it was up this year, was it? Okay, sorry, yeah. that's a bit different. But like, were you then at the start of this year thinking? this might be my last year anyway or what were you thinking yeah 100 percent. it was every week it fluctuated on how i felt to be i'm 60 percent certain it'll be the end of this year and then another week would be now that's it now I'm, I'm done at the end of this season or whatever um i had a thing in my head that i'll go out after the cup final and that's materialized now so <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a disaster have you, you come out of the pitch like know, yeah. <laughs> <Why> <laughs> is your registration <laughs> be torn up here to be clear yeah yeah i know yeah no we, i played the first game in the aviva the cup final back in million years ago um, and it was like the best best occasion ever probably still now probably still now really, really? after that yeah I think yeah. so yeah it was the first taste of proper football and you had Scottish sense. cup finals and stuff yeah, that was, yeah. Sick it was yeah. the first one like you know you just around the pitch and you look up in the size of the stadium and all the fans are I think over 36 it's the only actual attendance I remember 36-101 of mm. all the games I've played mm. over the years Um and I thought, yeah, lovely, I'll come out, I'll come out after that again, please, God. And they've got there, and I'm like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Would you have been playing? No, of course not, of course not. I mm. wasn't I wasn't performing, like, my me, mm. me body gave up, I think. I, I thought you were struggling, I have to say, but I didn't know, and I remember your first season, you're like, you came in and you hadn't had a break. So then it was like, but I, I felt that your age profile, it wasn't going to be easy at all, even though your stats at Bolton were so good coming into it. Yeah, and we started well coming back home, um, and I think it just it got too much to uh, playing consistently for 18 months. I played every game for Pats last year and I'd played half season in League One as well before that. At the age of 30. 34, 34, yeah, 35 now. So, yeah, so, um, and that was difficult. And the first six months of the season was tough. I was basically traveling back and forth, Dublin to Liverpool two, three times a week. Um, look, I'd be on that red eye Saturday mornings after the game, no sleep, all that carry on. It was very tough the first, the first six months traveling. Or the family moved home, but um, yeah, that was it. Yeah, no, the body, the body kind of, kind of told me it was, it was time to go. Constantly in pain. Just did you feel the league had improved, or did you feel your body was letting you down? Kind of. Well, the league has improved since mm. I was back in a hundred percent. Like it's, there's all, um, everyone's got a, a game plan as such, and everyone relatively tries to play and um, play positive formations and stuff. It's more attack minded than what it would have been back when I was first coming through, I suppose, or before I left. To go across, um, I mean, my body obviously gave up natural. Did you, did you feel the pressure that you weren't scoring as many goals, maybe as people thought? Um, no, I haven't felt pressure on a football pitch in years. If I'm being honest, why not? I think I was the in lower leagues in England. I was probably the go-to striker for a couple of years to score the goals, and I kind of got used to it. The pressure of that. Um, there were some years it didn't work, Bradford. Lo- loads of years it did work uh, Bolton Chesterfield whatever Swindon um, I think just time and just like experience kind of kind of got rid of that like it's not much you could you know, like nothing better than life experiences for I don't know sort of taking them feelings away from you or taking pressure mm. away from your 
your mind, you know? Yeah. Like you seem, I mean, that's the thing. You seem to have that sort of degree of like self-awareness, which is like a good trait to have in life. But I guess you don't need to be told if you're not at the level you were, if you know what I mean? Like you, you probably come off a pitch and you can feel maybe, I don't know, tired or fatigued in a way that you wouldn't have previously. When you were course were playing, like you've spoken before about the athleticism of football in the lower leagues in England. Like you're playing 46 games a season. It's a different game over here in that respect. But clearly, you know yourself if you're coming off the pitch, God, I don't, I, I don't quite feel the way I used to feel, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. The extra day recovery is needed, all that kind of carry on as you get older. Um, and obviously... I touched on this, I think, when I first came back, but the intensity over there, like, I came back into pre-season in Ireland is easier than day-to-day training in the UK. Mm. It was for me, and the only reason was, was that, like, the intensity of training, because you have to keep up with these athletes. Everyone's rapid, everyone's big, everyone's mm. stronger. Um, and that's kind of what it felt like. But the league here is improving so much. Um, when you're talking to someone yesterday, like, you know all these plans with stadiums and stuff, I can't wait to see it in 20 years, and... Um, how mm. it's looking and stuff it's, it's, um, it's on an upward trajectory anyway because I think like there was a, I was trying to think was it a game earlier this season was it Dundalk and you missed a couple of late chances and I don't know do you, did you bring it home with you or obviously you, like you did other stuff going on this year so I mean in a way did football not become as important as well because you were managing all of that stuff like unfortunately there was things going on family wise that probably meant you're probably not bringing football home in the way you might have previously if you were younger yeah, when I was missing chances, um, I always thought that's fatigue. Really? Yeah, all the time, yeah. Like, me me with scoring goals, whatever, over the years was, like, instinct. There was not much, like, that, that was it, like, just instinct. I kind of knew when I was in there where, where I was going to put the ball or whatever. And don't get me wrong, I missed loads of chances when I was in my peak and stuff. But um, this year, I always, I would have, or last year, whatever, this year, I would have blamed fatigue a lot for it. Like, just, you haven't got the clearest mind when you're going through and goal or whatever. Mm. That's very interesting, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That, that's how I would have felt after. Like, you know, you reflect on it and goes, oh, that's, that's fatigue. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And was it a tough conversation? I mean, I, I think the club had, you know, had empathy, but but obviously, you know, Gareth and people like that, you know, they've put faith in you, bringing you home and stuff. Like, they were obviously understanding enough of your situation because, you know, clearly, I'm guessing you're probably one of the better earners at the club, you know, that you have to sort of have a, a sort of an adult discussion. It seems like it's been handled. In, a, in the most amicable way a situation like that could be if you know what I mean yeah like I, I, like, I couldn't be more grateful to, to Gareth in particular he brought me home like I was afraid I'd be stuck over there forever yeah that, that wasn't something I wanted you know um, I wanted to bring the family back and I'm glad I did now obviously Kira got to spend a lot of time with her, with her mom as such in her, in her final days that would have been absolutely carnage if I was still playing over there mm. and, and that was going on I don't know how he would have dealt with it but um like I'll always be for like forever grateful to, for Gary for bringing me back in the first instance, and then at the end of it, like I think it was obvious that I wasn't the player I was even suddenly and whatever it was six to twelve months before that my body wasn't that anymore. I think as I said, like accumulation of things of um, what was going on personally, and then playing the eighteen months solid before that probably obviously didn't help. And um, and like when I had the conversation, obviously I had it with Dinty first, and then when I went on to speak to Gareth, he was he was very fair and. I think we were fair with each other and, and how we ended things and um and he and he's been great for me. Like if I ever need advice on anything, like he went out house hunting and all with me when I when I first Garrett met, did, Garrett did yeah. like he was he was very good. He's 
he's um he really looks after the players there. Did the, he, um, he was he literally out like you know talking at, to it, like no, a estate agents yeah, and people came, like that? He came out looking at the house at me, yeah. He said, I don't need help and I, I said, must give him a text. Yeah. <laughs> um give a few houses I heard Johnny now. You were just out there. You liked Charles Cross today, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not talk about Johnny's property empire. A lot of myths would be destroyed. Um more more Connor on it. But the um the the when when you're Mother-in-law passed away. Did that make you think about sport as well? And it's the, the relevance of even football. Like, and just when you see your your partner struggling through this, like, and you're like, it's it's sport at the end. Yeah, of the it's day. not important, and it was so it, important over the years. Yeah. Like the sacrifices you make, and you put it before everything, like mm. everything. But you put your body through, even like the the maddest things I would have done over the years to try to get my body into the best shape possible. Well, what's the maddest thing? Look, I've had a few clinic irrigations over the years. That <laughs> Make sure my body was in tip top. It'd be shape. good if he had one on this like, podcast, yeah. like just to continue the. Some theme. people have often compared no, listening yeah. to yeah. it to. Uh, Dan has been um, given out today that I'm a bit I'm quiet. Say, lad, you're fresh as a daisy walking out of that room after. You got a fresh start. Now, what stage of your career was this, now, Would you reckon? I've, honestly, I've done everything. The diets to the rec- you see all them recovery rooms that lads go to now. My house has been kitted out with that stuff for the last decade. Like I've had all that stuff in the house and down to seeing nutritionists and sports psychologists and everything. I would have just, I really would have invested in myself to get the most out of my career when it was, when it was over there. Does that come, your, sorry, Johnny, does that come from the fear of like, yes, yeah, I'll be overtaken here. Cause I spoke to you a couple of years ago. I met you into the piece in your house and you like actually Kira was saying, um, just about how you're very like obsessed about the future and, you know, making a living and stuff and yeah. that was my that, question what's yeah, your motivation that, that, what cut, yeah, that cutthroat environment yeah. that you're in you know one bad season and you could be sort of done you know and the, the, was there an element of fear of that if you yeah, know what I mean 100% I've never look I'm but look I'll tell you look, I'm mentally solid look I've now mental health issues around the only time I ever had a wobble was I was out playing for all of them I was doing really well and um, I got a, I've had very little injuries too and I got a blood clot when I was at all of them and I got it um I think it was early December, which me and there was bids coming in for me from other clubs for January already. The window hadn't even opened up. I was only on, I was on loan from Preston. Preston were receiving bids for me. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, lovely, I'm gonna, I'll be kicking on again. And then that happened, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't get. I had a week of just struggling, like, um, and it was no need. I still had like eighteen months left in me Preston deal, like. Yeah, <laughs> which was, was a good a, deal, a good I guess. Deal. Yeah. yeah, it was a good it was a championship wages, like it was. There was no need for me to feel like that, like none. Um, and that was just the, the pressure put on myself to kind of, I was always thinking if I just had another year onto that deal there, I'd be able to look after the family or or whatever. Like that's, How much was money and motivation in the sense of that? Like, ah, 100%. Because yeah, you're, you're like not earning millions. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 that was uh, the journeyman. No, no, like, it was yeah. always my childhood dream to yeah, play for yeah. Chesterfield yeah. or whatever. I know, I know, yeah. I know Dan, like um, the Gillespie book was great, but there has to be a book in you. Like, that I have always said there's a better story in the journeyman than the well, it was champion. One of the, one of the better pieces I've ever done was my chat with him. Mm. Be purely because... Own was just like I, you deal with a lot of guff in football about player. I know I, I just fancied the new opportunity. Mm. Like why did I join this club? The 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 uh, you know it was a really attractive uh, project for me. And it's like lads, I, no one will judge you in my view anyway. I I would never judge a footballer, you know, making the moves that you've done, saying well hang on, like, in 10 years' time, who knows where I'm going to be? You have to drain what you can out of your Well, career. we hear about that, Charlie. Uh, no, wait, no. <laughs> but, like, but like, I, think the, I think the honesty of it yeah. is, like, so, is so refreshing, in a way, because, like, 
I would say like you can just imagine the discussions in dressing rooms when your contract is up at the end of the year everyone has to look out for themselves because who, who else is looking out for you if you know what I mean yeah I'll stop like I know I've played for loads of clubs and look I never actually really tried to I, tried, I, I pushed to leave Cardiff to go to Preston but I never uh, like forced with the forced moves or anything like that because it's like when you're scoring goals and you're doing okay like the, the offers are coming in I was just like what's the best offer oh yeah okay let's let's do that Mm. Like loads of mad ones. Then to come the end of like my England days, like all the mad like India and Singapore. Yeah, India. And tell us, tell us about India. Yeah, what was every the- time a window opened up, I got phone calls off random agents. And look, I had an agent. Like he was just day one. Like, and um, you just get these messages going. Would you fancy this? Would you fancy that? We've looked at your uh, your stats. Basically, like you'll do great out here. You could have been in Saudi if you'd. You know, kept going. I missed the trick there, haven't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, did you get far down the road with any of those? I know the New York City thing was definitely one that you yeah. spoke about that before, but India, like, did you ever get down that go down that road at all? There was loads of times me and Kira would have been, yeah, we'll, we'll do this if it hits this number. And one of them was Singapore. Another one was, I think it was Wellington and uh, New Zealand. Um, we thought, why not? Like, let's, let's go for it. And what never, type of number are we talking here? Yeah. <laughs> we always it had to be a, just the slightest bit more than what I was on at the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a great many, answer, actually. How many zeros are in this no, number? No, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy now. Okay. Mm, it wasn't okay. crazy, like, but it was, um, it just never, it never fully materialized, but the, the calls were always there. They'd mm. always come in. Even I, I signed back for Pats and they were still coming in. They hadn't, they didn't know. Like for that month in January or whatever, they were like, "Would you come over?" Did they not see you play? You were regressing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, right in the president's cup that time. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but come here, I know, I know you're not in Pats now, right? You're not in the dressing room. But the start of the year, you were in a dressing room with Adam Murphy, with Sam Curtis, with with yeah. Mason, um, Melia. Um, I noticed some other promising young players around the club. Like, like, did you get involved in giving them advice? Because they're at this. They're at the other end of the journey. Like they are starting now, and they're about to head into that world. You would guess, and like I don't know what. What could you say to them? What can you say to they, them? They all know that I'm always available to them anyway. Like I yeah. spoke to loads of them individually over the whatever the time I was in there with them over little bits and bobs here and there. But um, I don't know. They need to figure things out for themselves as well. It's a it's a it's a big boys game. Um, mm. They need sometimes kind of learning on the road is better than someone kind of filling you in and of course you can learn from other people's mistakes or, or what they've gone through or whatever but um, no they all know I think just the, the greasy agents they have to be aware of is, that's probably my ultimate advice to, yeah um, not, not agents from Greece to be clear no, no, yeah, greasy just, agents yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> how many of them are yeah. like what percentage of agents are dicky do you think high percentage I'd imagine mm. yeah high percentage Mm. there's still things in England that people that aren't aware of like if an agent does your fee or does your deal fee you pay the tax on their fee okay you know so like you need to kind of be aware of all these kind of type of things going over and agents don't tell you that I, I can't get my head around the money that agents make in the sense of as much as they are benefiting the player like this is ultimately screwing over fans here we have somebody has to pay for this like so it's a lot of money leaving the game 
because it's yeah, the where is it going? The game, like, yeah, where, so it's going to an agent. And it was interesting. We like we spoke to a manager coming out of here this season, and he was on about the circus around the player that basically hardly anyone in the league has even heard of. He has barely played a senior game, and he said, "You want to see the circus around the player?" He told me who the agent was. It was like, okay, well, that makes a bit more sense. But I, I just don't see much upside here. Fair enough, the player is represented, but where is this money going? Like, yeah, whatever about it. Like, that's it's obviously not nice, but I think they are important in the sense of like it's hard for the if they were, didn't exist, it's hard for a lad. Like when I was. Yeah. Forced in the league, it was hard going into your own negotiations. That's a really tough thing to do. Especially yeah, like Eamon College was your agent. Yeah, he was yeah. yours and all the way through. He was the yeah. whole way through, and he was great for me. Like and, and like some lads need different things from the agents. They want to hear from them all the time. They mm. want all that. Eamon wasn't like that. He'd ring you in when the window opened. Daughter, <laughs> <laughs> it's the first of January. Yeah, Here we go. It's the time full in the car there. We're on yeah. the move again. Yeah. yeah, but um, and he was so good for me. Like like he's done great for me. He really has. But I just that'd be the only thing I. That'd be the main thing I'd kind of warn mm. these young lads about. How, how do you reckon they'll do? I mean, I said it's a very broad question, but I mean, there is a lot of ability in that Pats group. I mean, it does look like there's players there that, that could have good careers, right? 100%. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't think you can look past the f- like how well Pats are doing in the league with the age profile of the team. Like, that's... It's completely different than what the league leaders are. Mm. Like, in, in, fairness, in fairness to Pats, and even in Europe, they did that, like, you yeah, know, they look, did bring in young players. Yeah, look, I don't know, watching them playing balls there soon after they retired in Richmond, and I think four subs, all teenagers, yeah, came on to try win the game for them, you know, it's it's incredible the way they're, the way they're doing it at the club, and well, they've, all got, they've all got great futures, like, definitely, mm. definitely. Young Mason's obviously can do whatever he wants, Adams, so I think Adam will have 50 caps for Ireland, I don't mind going on line to say that. Big really? words you now, big just, words. I just think he's that, he's that good, if he can get consistent... In his in his um in his game time, I think he, he's got that ability. Just needs yeah, just needs a bit of a run. Yeah, he needs yeah. a good go over. Mm. Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. On Sunday, like you, you touched on it earlier. I mean, is there a bit of mixed emotions there, or are you ha- are you have you already managed to divorce yourself from it? Like you're actually happy enough to? No, I've divorced myself a little yeah. bit. Yeah, no, it's obviously watching the game. It's great seeing the lads talking to the master and stuff, getting to the final. Um, were you check, were you chucked out of the WhatsApp group? No, you, I'm still in there. Still. Oh, okay, yeah, you're hanging in there. I don't, uh, I don't comment or anything now, but I wouldn't be one for commenting in WhatsApp groups anyway. It's, I hate them. But um, no, you, you, what about the Rat Farnham neighborhood WhatsApp group? Heard about that? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to get involved in that. A few dodgy characters around the area. <laughs> Someone cycling past. Like, That's Johnny. Yeah. You're, so you're not a player WhatsApp group fan? No, no. You know, I need WhatsApp groups. No, hate them. You, everything's muted. Yeah. Do you know? I actually thought he was a complete dose, right? Because I sent what I perceived to be Owen Doyle, like five, six messages over the course of maybe a year and a half. One of them was about the collar and cuff blazer. I said the blazer is out again because <laughs> there, good show. Because uh, we 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 had a funny moment after the live show. But anyway, I don't know who I was texting, but it wasn't Owen Doyle, right? So we got the we got the blue ticks. Just your man never or, or woman just never responded. It's like you're going to play this. Maybe it was like uh, maybe Tim Clancy gave me the number and he was winding me up because Tim was at the top of the message. But anyway, so I finally so like, so Doyle so just doesn't respond to me. Some poor person somewhere going. Some random fella saying I didn't score enough goals for Pats this year. Like, Tell me, I'm, I'm on the down, like you know. But um, if I was a question. <laughs> But yeah, um, the cup final. Yeah, this is the thing. Like we've probably been a little bit like you know maybe Pat's performances in the last month or so haven't been terrific. But you do sometimes forget they are young. This is part of it. Like I mean, like how would you assess the season? Because I know you were quite close to Tim, and then he leaves, and that's always an awkward scenario. But they they've sort of ended up in a 
promising position like the classic Mick McCarthy if you'd offered them this at the start of the season to be what six points off the top and in a cup final I mean it's it's worked out okay from what was a I don't know a choppy start yeah definitely I think obviously Tim was just victim to losing games in a short period of time like you know I think he lo- we lost three in a row twice that's really tough if they were spread out mm. you know over the course of a season it's it's not as negative really because well, the, the club is where it is at the minute obviously Dinty then came in and, and it's done very well and Dinty's excellent like and as someone with like, attention to detail on the pitch now and he's the best I've come across in my whole career like regarding wow. coaching and his, his detail like he's very very good um, and he's really kicked the man and he's obviously done what Tim done he's, he's given the kids a good chance as well which is great um, fully believes and I'm like you forget like Everyone thinks Joe Redmond's a big experienced player. He's captain of the club. So 23? 23. 23. Mm. Did you feel sorry for Tim, though? Because now Tim's Tim hasn't had a job since, obviously. And you see him... I was asking you about going on... You were going on run in Marley Park this morning. Tim is flat out in the gym and trim or whatever now. And he's probably just trying to keep busy as well as the kids. But, like, it's... It, it was harsh as well. It was a harsh end to a very... Not, not, not an end to the past days, like... Yes, football, isn't it? It's mm. ruthless, like, and Tim would have known going into management that this is how it ends for everyone. Like, well, actually, his dad. I, I, t- I think you and Tim have a certain amount in common that I think you're both pretty pragmatic about the business. To be fair, like, I think Tim probably knows. There's nothing like that's it. the game. There's nothing like it in, in life anywhere. Like, it's it's mad. It's the maddest thing. Like, yeah, you could play. Like, you're saying here, Pats are second in the league, and you're talking negatively about how they're playing. Like, what? And then a cup final, madness. Yeah. Well, 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 Dad, when, when when he was like slagging about Clancy, a Higgins O'Donnell, I remember making the point. But well, they can't all succeed because this league is too cutthroat. Mm-hmm. But if you analyze all three where they're at, at the moment, you could have serious question marks about how happy they'd be with their season at the very least. That's the mad thing. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's football. It comes. It's, it's never all rosy. Like it, it's all it's ups and downs. It's more mm. downs than ups. And, that Tim, will, Tim will bounce back He's a good manager really Yeah good. I think I think I think there's a certain Characters probably get on well With each other That sort of Can see the industry For what it is Sometimes And you know Like you just have to Get over your disappointments And that's part of your success I'd say other people Might have been Had a couple of difficult times In their career early And they They don't recover from that You've like You've seen a lot of Probably players come and go In football And, and drop out of the industry Completely Probably talented players Along the way Because that's what like, That's what I was going to ask you Like have you had time since it's finished to just reflect and go, I'm proud of what I've done here? Have you had the chance to like just sit back and go, from where I was, what, part-time at Rovers when I was like 17, 18 with sort of Pat Scully or whatever to now? Like, no, it's not, it's no, not no, bad it's innings. Answer. Yeah, no. I, I'll write the book like, yeah. <laughs> you can do it then. No, but I couldn't be honest with it. <laughs> the honest stories are great, but I couldn't be honest in the book. Um, I haven't reflected for a minute but I am very proud of what, I, what I've done. Like, I know I've maximised my career for the ability that I had. Um, so I suppose that's the answer to that. But I have, honestly, I haven't looked back once. I might do it one day with the kids or whatever, but I haven't, uh, not for a second, I've looked back now. If you could have like a five-a-side team of players you played with during your career, who springs to mind? Love this question, Dan. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Pickford and goal, maybe? Mm, Pickford, where, did, where was he playing? Preston. Oh yeah, okay. Big, big is he, Sam called him back to Sunderland. But is he is a is he, he's an abrasive character? Yeah, like, yeah. what's he like? Ah, oh, like <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the book now. He's not, be honest. Yeah, he's not going on the in the quiz team. Like, he's <laughs> 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 not on your quiz team. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's but like an athlete. 
Like even if you'd be in the gym and do the jump scores and that, you wouldn't believe how far, how high his feet come off the floor when he's doing a standing jump. Um, Would he buy you a pint David, after the David five? Marshall seven? was very good. Cardiff. Oh yeah, so he was excellent. Like he, he was a proper proper two of them good cats. Like, mm. um, but Pickford smad. Like we played when we played Brentford away one day and he tried to he came from a corner. Grabbed the ball and Brentford, it was the outside, and was real tight. He tried to shoot from his own box, <laughs> seen their keeper high off the line and just volleyed the thing 75 yards down the pitch. Now we're near the goal now. If we're looking at him, going, What's going on? We've just we've been under pressure there in the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we the ball straight just madness going Life relief. And he's only a kid then, I'm guessing. He's uh, oh, yeah, he was, yeah, he was a teen, uh, teenager. Yeah, yeah. Teenager. Okay, yeah, so he's a keeper. Who else is out there then? Um, Do you have anyone at the back who can just look after the, the ship and the five beside here? The five beside him. I played with the centre back at um a Cardiff called Bruno Manga. Okay. Um he's from Gabon. Did you say Gabon? Yeah. And um he got Wait, play he got player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> he got uh, he got player of the year that year. No English, like he had an interpreter and all in the dressing room and um excellent. Like a ball come over the top, he take it down his laces where any other centre back could build it into Rosette with the side of their foot like and he could just just so calm all the time. Sounds like Joey and Doe. Yeah. How did the interpreter work in the dressing room then? So he worked for the club and he was the player liaison and he just he was fluent in French. So he just okay. come everywhere. Cool. Was, yeah, he was brilliant. Um, he was excellent centre back. Yeah, you've won, to, you've won to go to. then. Is it? You're you're the fifth player. So who else? I wouldn't, no, put, I wouldn't put myself in the Johnny, team. Johnny, he's no, only got a keeper yeah. and a, a centre back. No, he's got David Marsh. He's not playing two goalkeepers. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah, yeah. That, that is correct. Yeah. I'd have to go all out attack here as well. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need attackers. Two goalies. Two, yeah, two goalies. Aiden McGeady's the best to play with. Really? Yeah. Just for like magic. Like, just there's magic in him. He just didn't make you when ah, just your legs are closed. Like it's madness what he was able to do with the football. And they, they, he has that little spikiness, doesn't he? Like he, uh, I know Martin O'Neill always used to talk about him. Crabbit. I'd never heard the word before, but like he has that bit of edge about him, McGeady. When he's angry, he seems to be good. Yeah. But he's meant to be a very intelligent fella into his oh, football and stuff. God, he's great. Yeah, he's great. You could have... You, have loads of great talks from like he'd sit down all day with you and he wouldn't talk about himself unless you asked him like you know he's great great Good fella trade. really yeah, oh, brilliant yeah and as I said just like magic like magic on the on the pitch he had a stat of Preston with him that um the less he ra- the less he ran the more he produced so like you like now wingers these days have to be defenders as well or whatever like the up and down the way him was like you just do what you want <laughs> just make sure you're available for the ball or whatever just, just give it to Aiden basically it to, yeah yeah he was he was like that for a, for a, for a while there he was great mm. um. Joey and Doe has to go in. Yeah. How many are we on there for? Well, you got four. You got Endow, McGeady, Bruno, and, and you got a keeper. Man, you have a sub-keeper. You need a striker. No. Uh, no, no chance. No. Pedro, you, you'd score. Lee Griffiths, Kevin Jones, oh, Macheda. Yeah. Macheda. Got Lee Griffiths again. I mean, Lee Griffiths now. You'd have an interesting night out with your team here, to be honest. Lee like, you know. very, Lee's very quiet. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no hassle at all with him. Ever. And then, obviously, just you'd read, open the papers the next day. <laughs> something mad but yeah. around the dressing room the lads quiet civilised no no problems at all it's interesting um, yeah. yeah Kenman Jones Kenman was great, great like I played up top of him obviously for my, my brief time there we probably had six seven games together or whatever but if the ball went up long he could pass the ball with his head like usually you'd mm. gamble on a flick on off a big striker he knew where you were he was just like no I'll, I'll find you like and he did every time just like, the ball landed your feet from the header who was manager then Russell Slade. That was a mad gaff. Go on. Um the first like the, the stories, he changed the Vincent Tan, he changed the colours of the jersey and everything. So it was like <laughs> before I came in, it was like the place was madness. But he um 
the first time he came back to the club after all that, um, he changed them back to in the club back into the blue, <laughs> the blue kids or whatever. I know he was the the signing of in the big sign of the window January whatever like a million quid for me or whatever God loved him <laughs> Sterling <laughs> oh, yeah. and um, <laughs> I was gone here later for 200 grand was, oh some loss but the um, property crash yeah we're in the we're playing Wolves playing Wolves at home and everyone's in the dressing room before kick off and this big bouncer walks into the dressing room and he's like, Doyler, the owner wants to speak. You know, the lads like, as I'm, as I'm walking out. So he's out on the on the sideline of the pitch, and you know, the, the pants are up around his chest. The usual. Vincent Tannis has yeah. got, the, got the short on, the blue the blue short on. And he, he says to me, um, oh, I'm very happy to have you here. Um, we, we know the fans like attacking football. That's why we signed you. And he's saying all this stuff to me. And I'm like, this fella knows more about football than what people make on about him because he's been... I've been talked about very positively, like about his football knowledge or whatever. <laughs> he says to me, um, and if you could give me a return of 10, that'd be great. And he had a right hand man with him and he said, yeah, 10 between now and the end of the season would be great. He said, no, 10 today. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't know where to look. <laughs> I was like, listen, Mr. Tan, thanks for the opportunity. I'll do everything I can for you. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, I walked back in and Craig Nguyen said, what did he, what did he say to you? And I said, a thousand because I, I believe you. Just I believe you like that's we've all had experiences like that with him. Just to clarify, it wasn't ten out of ten. Now he meant ten goals. Ten goals yeah. against Wolves. And how did Russell Slade manage that then? Because Russell Slade's your five aside manager here. So what did he? How did he mark himself out? In how did he deal with the nonsense that was yeah. going on around the place? I was tough. Like God, another story. My first training session for them. Um, the gaffer came in David Marshall came into the changing room and was like listen look the keepers just been in for the meeting there defenders and next midfielders are after that and then the strikers go in last so like all the defenders midfielders are just laughing coming back into the dressing room and strikers go in so we're all sat around this laptop in the office and it's uh, Russell Slade talking through a, a moment in a game a Cardiff game like two or three seasons before that and then um, what it was was a ball went over the top I think they played in Huddersfield the keeper steamed out off his line like really far out of his box botched the clearance and it landed to Mark Hudson's feet on the halfway line and he just slapped the keeper from the halfway line great goal great finish and all that but Russell Slay's there and Vincent Tan's not in the room but his right hand man was there and he was like listen Vincent's been on the phone he wants us to shoot more the more you shoot the more the keeper's hands will get tired <laughs> so if you just keep shooting no matter where you are on the pitch look Hudson was able to do it there two seasons ago or whatever so like, adds up. So out onto the pitch for training then, and it's like, listen, that's in the huddle, obviously. This is Slade, yeah. yeah. Just, like, just, just deal with it. Just get on with it. Like we know that's not how it works. Whatever. Like just stick, stick. And he was just keeping up appearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mad, mad, mad. Elgaf. Like, yeah. But to be crazy. fair, look, he's he's trying a lot of money in the club there. Yeah, he's like, still he there. Got them into their prem and stuff, and a few times, like he's. Yeah, uh, it's worked. It, it is interesting. You're telling me you're still running. Like, what's that fear of losing your fitness after you? Why do you still run and why do you keep keep yourself fit? Um, it's, like I run, just it's more of a mental health thing. I oh, love okay. running; it just clears the head straight away. And I do it very early in the morning just to kind of get it over done for the day. But yeah, like I, I can't, I'm, I'm loose now. Like my body's gone loose because I haven't done any strength training or anything. But uh, that that's upsetting me enough. If I was mm. to get fat, I'd be very upset with myself. I'd say it's mad, important yeah. that I, it's important to try and keep that. So what's the, so what's the next relatively lean? So what's the next plan now? Because I know you've always been like that piece that a couple of years back you were talking about your sort of uh, 
entrepreneurial streak and I know you've the the Lily's childcare you, you've always had that ongoing yourself and Danny Ventry isn't it yeah, that's you've right, been yeah. involved so I don't know what is the sorry he gave me like a lift out here and that's all he talk about the whole way out and it's actually <laughs> I actually think it's a great idea yeah so t- what's happening yeah so it's obviously I've thrown myself into the into the business or whatever and we've got four of them now but the the one that I would like I'd be most proud of is it's in Fairhouse Carmel Football Club that's the first club I played for um and basically we went there, it was just a, an old clubhouse, dressing rooms, whatever. We kind of went in, renovated it and um, kind of open plan to put in partition walls in the evenings and weekends. The clubs will have them as dressing rooms. And then in the day, like when a football club wouldn't be near, anywhere near it, it's it's the child cares run through it. So it's... Um, just explain explain the, the, the premise of it. So, you so it's school-age child care. So we obviously, we've got a breakfast club and then the, the kids get fed and walk to school and then pick back up from school and we look after them and, and feed them and um, do their homework with them and, and care for them until until they get picked up so that's the that's the kind of the gist of the, the business I suppose so you're so looking to expand it basically yeah, absolutely, plan? yeah and um, kind of currently in talks with the FEO they're kind of ongoing now to see if we can kind of roll this around because it's um, obviously I kind of had a quick glance like all of us did in the facility investment strategy and there was there was a few things in that that kind of I thought geez, we could we could potentially help here with this, um, going around the country or whatever if it if it gets to that. That I think there's like six hundred and forty clubs that just need on average about fifty grand to bring up their their facility to the standard that they require, and um, that's something that with a bit of funding and a bit of kind of bit of help or whatever we could we could do, and then obviously provide like recurring revenue for the club, which in the time of the day they'd never be using the clubhouse anyway, so, um. I think it's a really positive thing. I know the FEI are kind of, it's still ongoing as already, but they're, they're kind of they're talking to me anyway, which is which is okay. positive. So they, they kind of think it's a good idea as well, I, I'd imagine. so. Okay, so it'd be like potentially using some facilities to, to roll out some childcare facilities within them, and that's yeah. the plan. And okay. we could refurb them in the meantime. And yeah. Okay, I think that's, I mean, look, that seems like an interesting proposal, and we'd like to hear about it again I suppose in due course hopefully you get you get somewhere with it so are you, would you go into coaching or anything would you do anything like that I know your your sons play but would you go down that road or are you are you do you see your your future away from football well what I mean I know this yeah. proposal you're talking about is a football element but you know what I mean on the pitch yeah, stuff um, no I don't think I'll be on the grass most I don't know it could be <laughs> never know what the future brings never smoked after her yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I don't um, I, I definitely won't sacrifice my, watching my kids play for my own gain and coaching and like that so fully focus on them if I get asked to dig in with them I'll do that so that's kind of that's been happening now with my eldest to kind of look after his team on a Wednesday evening when the coaches aren't there so I'll be training them tonight Lastly um, I'm not going to ask you to, to, to do a cup final prediction but uh, aside from Pats in your time in the league who was the best you played against or who did you enjoy playing against you know in terms of I don't know the, the players that stood out for you um, it's hard to look past getting Jack. Mm. Obviously, played with I've played with them all. Yeah, only <laughs> yeah. so played with Joey. Played against Joey and those as well. Um, God, I don't know. Like Forrester and it's Jack Byrne are like a, a great question. Just because, well, Jack can dictate a whole game, and you look at Git. It's just like he's on the street. It's great watching him play. Like he's he's uh, he's got magic in his feet. Like he never never it never looks like he's in a tight space. Um. It's hard to look past them three, I suppose, Joey and Jack and Chris. How does it? How do you teach that to a kid to just be in control of the ball, regardless of, regardless of what space you're in? Like, you can't. Couldn't tell you. There's not many Chris Forrests out there. 
Street footballer type thing. I suppose that's what you could kind of label him with, yeah. He's got all the skills and stuff. You do things and you think, how is his knees still in his leg? Mm. That, that's, his legs are doing mad things, like mm. <laughs> flicking the ball and trying and stuff. It's mad, like looking how he, how he can do things. He's very talented. That's the mad thing about Chris as well, is that like the life of bouncing around England just wasn't for him. You know, it's funny, like the coming home was part of his happiness. And it's a sort of a weird, isn't it? Like you, there's all these variables that can lead to people having varying levels of success at the game. Like a Chris, it wasn't ability. Just, 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 it's funny, isn't it? How it happens. Yeah, I wouldn't look at his career as a disappointment. No, no, I'm not saying that either. That he no. went over there, but like when he was over there, like we played against him and he was at Peterborough and yeah. he, ran, he ran the show and we were the league above them. I couldn't get near. I was actually told to man mark him. Could he leave being up playing front, you're dropping down and you sit on him. I couldn't get near him. And like that was my thing. I had like I was a defensive striker, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Tevez. But, um, get close, just, yeah. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't get near him. Couldn't get near him. He was exceptional over there. Um, but he's had such a good career, amazing career. Still loads as well from the achieve. He's still relatively young. Yeah, no, I think he'll be one of the he'll be one of the stars of cup final day. You would hope he might be top scorer still this year in the league, which is sort of be crazy. Uh, David well. Snade planning another like walk, walk about Ulysses yeah. kind of Dublin. Uh, you know, it was excellent. That was you know, great if you did it again. Yeah. It actually would. Over to you, Snady. Um, see what happens. But it's, it's been great to have you in. Just give us a reference to how you can find your business uh, online as well. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. The website's currently been updated. Lilies.ie is the website. Info at lilies.ie is the email. Lil- Lilies Google search, Dan, and um, you'll find uh, yeah. John, oh, Johnny, of course, spent a lot of time with Lilies back actually, in the day. Actually didn't with Johnny Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. He bought a house yeah. in Lilies once. You know, he just woke up one day. What the hell happened? You know? There we go. Um, <laughs> be brilliant having you on. And uh, yeah, so keep, in, keep uh, tuned as well over between now and the start of November. Ahead of uh, our big plans, Dan. Yeah, we do have our big plans. This week, we've got UCD Bows on Thursday night, Johnny, don't we? Fixtures-wise. And then... Fixtures-wise. First Division yeah, continues through the international break. Uh, so, the fixtures in the First Division, we have Finn Harps at Lone Town, Treaty, Galway United, uh, Longford Town, Bray, uh, and Kerry Watford, and Sunday... Wexford uh, v Cove Ramblers. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks to future, oh. thanks to future ticketing, Rascals, Rory, and Inchcore, and obviously Collar and Cuff, and uh, thanks to Owen Doyle.